0: saying how well does my plan fit where I'm at right now Uh, and and that question is really what step seven is all about implementing the new structure pervasively with humility and flexibility Uh, and here uh, when we get to this stage this is where we've got to kind of talk about relapse a little more you know what is relapse is every slip a relapse Uh, Does every bad choice mean I'm starting over? Uh, If I experiment with my uh, my substance of choice, does that mean I go back to my day one chip? And there's a tension. Because on the one hand, we can expect to relapse uh, many times. Uh, Change is not going to be this uninterrupted progression towards where we want to be. On the other hand, we don't want to expect to fail. Uh, And Ed Welch gives us a little guidance here. He says, when you want to change uh, and don't want to change, um, the truth is you don't want to change. So if I'm torn, I want to, I don't want to. At that moment, let me just acknowledge, I'm getting to that point where I don't. Uh, To succeed, you must learn how to fail. The difference between the wise and the foolish is that the wise learn from their failures. You know, when we slip, we need to learn from it. So here's the expectations that I would advocate for. One, we will face relapse. It's probably going to happen. Relapse is a recurrence of the self-destructive behavior. But the most dangerous part is not relapse. It's dishonesty and hiding. Dishonesty and hiding are the difference between a relapse slip and a relapse slide. Relapse begins to end when we get honest. When I reach out to somebody who I know cares to for me and is committed to my recovery and will support and say, hey, this is what's going on, this is what I've done, that's when it ends. We're more likely to be honest about something we've openly discussed. Um, now, I think there's some stages. It's not as if this happens all at once. Uh, you know, the first stage is usually complacency. Uh, that's where some of the stuff in our My Commitment to Change plan, we start to neglect. And we haven't gone back to, to our substance yet. It's just some of those things that we said were really important for our recovery, we, we just get a little lazy with it. And then confusion. When we try to think about why it's important, It's just not that clear to us why it was important to begin with. Uh, Compromise. uh, That's where we begin to re-engage behavior. Again, I give you a list of some things here that are often in play. When we fantasize about the good old days, when we believe that we can use again and won't fall back, when we're moody and selfish uh, without a clear reason why, when we start reconnecting with old friends that were a part of our old lifestyle, when we pull away from our new friends, when we get defensive, when people bring up changes that they see in us. Uh, when we begin to neglect our outlets uh, for healthy fun. Um, or when we, even when we begin to engage our healthy interests in excessive ways. When we can tell we're just starting to get a little amped up and we're, we're beginning to become addictive with good things. Uh, we're escaping through our healthy outlets. We're not recreating. Uh, and then catastrophe. That's um, often the point where we um, where we see it. Now, in step seven is where we start to look at how do we measure change. Uh, and too often we have a one variable measure for change. How long has it been since I slipped? Uh, and this is kind of the mindset behind the token system and how many you know what day chip that you're on. Uh, and that's fine. As one variable among several that we might use. Uh, I think another important variable to measure progress. Is how quickly we repent. To me. I think this one may be the most important. If I could pick one. What is the interval. Between sin and honesty. That's the interval. That I am looking to shorten and shorten and shorten and the shorter it gets the stronger i'm getting in my recovery a change in battleground i want to begin to see uh, the battleground move from behavior to thought to values from hand to head to heart uh, this is why at the end of paul's life he could say i'm the chief of all sinners not because he was going out and pillaging and cheating everybody on the planet, but just as the battle went, he could say, there is evidence that God is growing me, but I see that my heart needs Him as much now as it ever did. Uh, Having a greater sense of our need for Christ's mercy and grace. This is where spiritual maturity is different from other forms of maturity. Uh, As I become socially mature, I move out of my parents' house, I get a job, Uh, uh, that's expected. Uh, I show maturity by becoming less dependent on my parents. In spiritual maturity, we don't show spiritual maturity by becoming less dependent on God. We become more content and satisfied in that daily dependence and reliance on Him. Increased accountability and honesty. Honesty. We know that we are moving forward in recovery when we don't need a reason to be honest. When honesty is just what we do because it's healthy and safe and everything else is dangerous and dumb. And, and that's just a value that we hold. And, and I don't like secrets. Um, not responding to difficulty with addiction. Hard times are some of the best measures of progress. Oftentimes hard times are when we get discouraged and we say this isn't working, it isn't worth it. Those are some of the times when we can go through a major disappointment and it may feel awful. But instead of drowning our sorrows, we reach out to a friend. We're honest about the hardship. We do something that's productive. And we may look at the, the the experience and say, It was absolutely miserable, but I saw more of God's grace in my life during that season of hardship than I had seen in some of the seasons that were much easier. And then learning to love and consider the interest of real people. When we're in the midst of addiction, people aren't real people. They're either allies or obstacles. They don't have thoughts and feelings and fears. They're either for us or against us in what we want to do. When we get to this stage, we begin to care for people as real people. So we can use that kind of measure. Uh, another way to measure progress uses the idea of a sound wave, uh, and this is how we measure the, the temptations and cravings that we face. Uh, So if you think of a sound wave, you you look at the picture there. Uh, A sound wave has intensity, how strong it is. Uh, It has duration, uh, how long it lasts. And it has frequency, uh, the interval between. Um, Yet, sometimes we think, you know, the presence of temptation means I'm losing. When we begin to look at it and say, ah, the we're seeing a decrease in some aspect of the temptation, the cravings, uh, the frequency, the duration, uh, the intensity is getting less. Uh, and it may be that, okay, look, we, we hit New Year's and we remember the fun that we've had. And on New Year's, uh, the temptation on December 31st is greater than it was uh, on December 2nd. And we go, no, it doesn't look like I'm heading in a good direction. Uh, but we look at where the temptation is on this December 31st versus last one, uh, we can look and see uh, those kinds of measures. Now, uh, I give you another tool here where uh, I invite you to look over the, seas- the areas of your life. You can look at this tool and see you cannot do a whole lot of writing, but my addiction may be Excel, so I like rows and columns and, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, but this is just a spot where you can begin to look over the The who and the where, uh, the when and the what, and see how you're doing. And there's some areas that when things are getting better, they may actually get worse. That's what Ed Welch points out about marriage. Marital problems usually get worse soon after the addict begins walking the path of change. If we understand why, we won't get nearly as discouraged. If you're married, when you're in the throes of addiction, your spouse and family can probably tell, I can't rely on you for much. And I don't think you're going to hear me if I talk to you anyway. And then recovery begins. And they begin to say, hey, I can have some expectations for you. And I think you can handle a little bit of how I feel. And, And you think this isn't getting better at all if we don't know to expect that then that becomes a point where we go life was easier when I was in addiction and so we fall back if we have some idea that it's coming we don't like it but it can even that can be a sign of growth